Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Quantum Nurse. And this is Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. And uh, thank you again for all my listeners and viewers and for all those who've been supporting, not just my wellness program, but also the freedom of speech and freedom of choice program that I have been collaborating with a lot of people from holistic practitioners to just regular people okay so because each one has their own perception and we just need to hear all of them instead of just listening to one point of view but today i want to bring to you and i'm so happy and proud to bring to you um a wellness warrior and uh, i like that he's called wellness warrior and on common sense health because those words really resonate to me and i'm presenting to you my guest dr eric nepute thank you so much well thank you for having me i love what you're doing and i i look forward to having a great conversation with you and being here for your viewers today well thank you so i will just uh read a little bit about dr nepute but as as we continue to have this conversation trust me you'll get to know him more and for sure it's not going to be a waste of your time because all i want is to keep adding values to your lives and that's also the common mission that uh, eric dr nepute has with me so here here's a little bit about him dr eric nepute is a licensed primary care provider in the state of missouri he is the ceo of six major wellness centers, labs, a health-based media company, and an international nutrition and education company. Dr. Nipute's unique approach to health and wellness has led him to grow one of the largest health and wellness organizations in the country. Currently, Dr. Nipute owns and operates 12 facilities and manages or affiliates with an additional 32 offices. So as you see, he's a busy man, okay? <laughs> but in spite of that, he has time for you and me. So take this opportunity. Um, Dr. Impute also trains and consults hundreds of physicians across the country and has helped thousands of patients get their lives back with his methods. Dr. Nepute has advanced training and certifications in functional neurology, orthomolecular nutrition, internal health, strength and condition, as well as advanced biomechanics. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of his CV, okay? But the most important thing is he takes his time to share his knowledge to a lot of people. Okay, so thank you again, Dr. Nepute. And, and if you anyone wants to check out his main website is www.ericnepute.com. And then you can always Google uh, interviews, Dr. You know, <laughs> trust me, you'll find something, yes, something you for you. <laughs> okay, so let's start with the fun part. I want to okay. know where your last name comes from or from what's your family heritage. So it, it's a, it's an interesting story. So my my family, Naputi, actually used to be Naputo. When my family came from uh, Italy uh, three generations ago, when they came uh, to America, uh, when they came to Ellis Island, 
they dropped the O and became Naputi. Um, you know, at that time, Italians couldn't get work and there was a lot of uh, discrimination against, you know, Italians and other, you know, backgrounds. Um, so now whenever somebody comes into my office, they think a, a little Indian guy is going to come in the room and talk to him and that's not what they get. So um, that's where that's where Naputi comes from. It, uh, it, it's Italian. And um, but you know what? I, I'm a I'm a full blooded American now. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting story where it came from. And my, my grandfather loves to tell that story. So it's good. Oh, is he still with us? Yeah, he is. He's, uh, oh. yeah, almost 90. So, so then, um, I know you said you're full blood American, but I always <laughs> believe in that lineage and heritage because that's, that plays a good foundation on our current times and what we do so was he like uh was your is your family nipute in in italy like farmers or in that close to nature heritage yeah so so my 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 family i mean i grew up the son of a pig farmer in central illinois so i grew up farming and um you know my grandfathers and their families they were all you know farmers and laborers and you know now in my family you're either a farmer uh, in healthcare, or you just do random stuff. I mean, there's not much in between for our family. Um, it's interesting, you know. I mean, my on my mother's side, where um, it was McBrain is her is her uh, maiden name. So we were, you know, we're Irish on that side, uh, Italian on this side. My grand my great grandmother is Sicilian, so we're we're just a just a mutt, just a mix of a little bit of everything, kind of like everybody is nowadays, you know. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and and, I, and again because of what little bit of I know about Italian people, because I've had some Italian elders mm -hmm. in Princeton whom I met, and they this this guy can start planting anything on any like not very fertile looking soil, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's actually how I, I begin to appreciate. You know that, and I guess coming from another culture and living in United States, I get attracted to people coming, you know, with yeah. a different heritage, and then ask them because then all the family thing from different cultures, and that's why you know America is truly a melting pot for many cultures, and oh, yeah. so it's just nice that we could always remember that that we came here for a common reason of let's say better experience, better exploration yeah. from, from where we came from. That's good. And, and so, and tell us again, and you might really do a lot of storytelling because people, I think in storytelling, there's a lot of hidden wisdom in storytelling. So uh, lead us, explain to us, tell us the story of the warrior on wellness. Well, the, the, the wellness warrior idea really came to me about, oh, it was over a decade ago. You have to understand the kind of practices that I have. It's always been a very unique niche practice where people would come to see us from all over the world to try to find the cause of their problem, right? My patients that come to me have already been to the Mayo Clinic. They've been to you know the best experts that are out there and nobody could help them find the cause of their problem. So with us, it was always like that story about the 300 versus the, 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 the barbarian horde, like the, the Battle of Thermopylae, 
you know, in, in ancient Greek times. And so I've always kind of looked at, at our practice as us, the little guy against the big medical conglomerate, right? That really, and no offense to anybody, but really isn't helping that many people. And how does a how does a wellness warrior help somebody when when all else fails? Well, they've got knowledge, they've got wisdom, they've got tenacity to just keep going and going and going. And you know, it's and they have faith. They have faith in what the body can do. And and so, you know, I always I, I wear the you know the wellness warrior logo. And and uh, there's a lot of college uh, uh, sports teams like Michigan State. You know, this is the Spartan off there. So everybody thinks that I'm a Michigan State graduate. Well, I'm not. Uh, but I really enjoy this Spartan because of the story behind it. And and our patients really enjoy it too because they feel like they're in. They're in this journey, and we're in this journey together with them. And um, and and you know, it's it's really a blessing to be able to see the light bulbs turn on whenever people find the cause of their problem, and then when they find out how simple it is to get healthy and and stay healthy, it's just it's just a blessing. And that's really what Wellness Warrior was all about, and that's what we're all about today. We're all about educating, inspiring, motivating, and empowering people. Well, thank you. And, and on, on my part, um, Eric, let me call you Eric. Yes, please. I feel comfortable with you. Thank you. And my part, what brings to my mind when I hear the word warrior and then, of course, wellness, is it brings me to my Christian upbringing, like mm -hmm. in the Philippines, in the, in, the, in the Protestant Christian upbringing. Because, you know, growing up, we studied the Bible. We studied, you know, even as kids. And then, I and I believe that even it started my, where my awareness or my courage to speak up when it comes to certain things because I see that Jesus Christ was a warrior, you know, a warrior in many things. So and that never left me, even if I embrace. When I say embrace, I welcome all the other faiths friends of mine from all different religions it's when i came to united states that i had friends who were jewish friends is muslim friends and even those other you know religions and faith i haven't heard so and now of course understanding again the uh the healthcare system you know it's like oh gosh in everyday life we are warriors yes uh, right and so um, I, I want you to lead us to what, what can we do right now when there's so much conversations um, of being healthy, of being sick. I, I attend a network every week, a small network, and at the end, or primarily at the beginning and at the end, this guy will always say his statistics that makes you fearful. So I guess from a wellness warrior point of view, bring us to, you know, what we can be, how do we understand the situation? It's a great question, Grace. And I'll tell you this, what I always tell folks is, you know, we don't need to point fingers at people and tell them what they're doing wrong. We need to point a finger at them like this and pull them into a conversation because now more than ever, people really don't have a dialogue, right? They're just being told what to do. And and if you're just being told what to do and you don't understand the reason why, well, first of all, if the reason why isn't big enough, the how to do it's not going to happen. People won't do it. 
So people need to get educated. You know, knowledge is power. It's the most important thing. You know, it's it's been said a mind expanded will never contract again. And that's so true. Most people have no idea, Grace, what's possible when it comes to their health. Most people have no idea. Most people think that, oh, I'm just over a certain age. I'm supposed to be tired. I'm supposed to be on medication. I'm supposed to have these problems. No, you are not. And what I like to do is I like to have conversations with people and give them facts and then give them faith because the faith and the facts are the two things that really get rid of fear. You know, fear is nothing more than false evidence appearing real. And the human mind is such a powerful thing. And I know you know this because I know in your practice you you teach your patients this, but you, you not only have to have good nutrition, good physical exercise, good physical movement, but you have to have your mind right. If your mind isn't right, then nothing else can be right either. So, you know, I would just give people, let, let them know this, that all things are possible. There's not one disease or sickness or infirmary that's been on this planet that somebody hasn't been cured or healed from, not one thing. And, and, if, and by the way, if we're talking about faith, God is no respecters of a person. And so I say to my patients all the time that have these problems and these conditions and these illnesses, I say, well, you know that other people have been healed from this. And I show them the data that supports that. And who do you think you are? Are you better? Are you different than that person that's been healed? Because if that one person can be healed, surely so can you if you have the right stewardship, if you do the right things. Unfortunately, most doctors and nurses are trained to help people just treat their symptoms, not just not go after the cause of the problem. And if people are willing to go after the cause, what I always say in my practices is physiology doesn't lie. We don't guess, we test. And we're going to be able to find out from a common sense standpoint of what's causing your problem. And as long as you're willing to do the work to put in the time, the energy and effort to reverse the problems, you can have life and have it more abundantly like you're supposed to. So that's the message that I really want to get out to all people. And then we can get into some of the, like, here's how you do it. But understanding that all things are possible and it's our, it's our own ability and responsibility to heal uh, and know that you are a healing being and, and, and that your sickness and your infirmary is a temporary situation of where you're at. Um, as long as you do the right things, you can totally improve the quality of your health at any level that you're at for sure. I'm glad you mentioned about faith because many times really um, people like, you know, those for whatever faith, okay, they have very strong faith practice before the quarantine. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. suddenly when the quarantine or these crazy times, which I sometimes I stammer to say it because I don't want to keep solidify it all the time. Yeah. Okay? It's, it seems like, People forgot, forgot what happened to the faith in whatever they believe in. And um, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I think for me, it was really a young age when I knew that if I am made in the image of God, in the image of the creator, which we say it's infinite, you know, infinite healing, infinite abundance, all of that, suddenly why should it be different now? So I think I, I want us to always, you know, encourage people to what happened. And thank you also for saying that the fear, it is really the faith that is like an antidote for the fear. Okay. So that's how I look at it. And, in, and when we can remember that, then anything can happen and we're set because 
people thought that you know since there is such a thing as a, a synthetic inoculation going on now mm. then they said okay there'll be they, they can do away with things but i what i wanted to share now is also your your story about what your mom said to you about when you have an ability to do something yeah i mean one of the one of the main things in my life that have driven me so hard since i was a kid is you know, one of the main values that my mother and father, but my mother really installed into me was if you have the ability to do something, you have the responsibility to do it. And that's why, Grace, you know, as as a wellness warrior, uh, as whatever you, you know, the people want to refer to me as, that's why I've been so vocal about the truth, really not just since the beginning of the pandemic, but for the past 20 years that I've been in practice, because the truth will set you free. And the reality of it is, is that a lot of times the truth is the complete 180 opposite of what people hear. I mean, everything from how people treat heart disease to cancer to diabetes to stroke to you name it. I mean, it's a lot of times it's completely the opposite of what the mainstream tells people. But, you know, as as we do this, this recording today, I'm 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 in St. Louis, Missouri. It's known as the show me state. And. I show people, I show them what they're out of balance with. I show them the cause of their problem. And as long as they do the right things, they're going to be able to show themselves and show me the results. So it's important that if you have an ability to do something, whatever it is, I, and I believe we all have our own divine spark, our own divine thing in life. You know, God just so happened to bless me with this interesting understanding of how the human body works. And then he put really amazing people in my life that I got the chance to learn from and and put me in amazing situations that well that allowed me to either sink or swim and i had to help people and so that's where our methods and our modalities really developed from was that mindset and that value of if you have the ability you have the responsibility and that's why we travel all over the country and we train doctors on how to help their patients and that's why we hold seminars not just for doctors but for for everybody so that they can understand i want i want the world to know how simple it is for them to get healthy and what simple action steps they can do to understand what health really is number one and number two how to achieve it because once you have your health you have everything i mean listen i've got some of the most the wealthiest people on the planet that come to see me and they say to me all the time, Dr. Eric, I would travel any distance. I would pay any price. I would give anything to get my health back. Well, unfortunately, some of these folks haven't been doing the right things for the past months, years, or decades. And these are some of the wealthiest, most connected people on the planet. And what I need people to understand is, is that health is definitely something that is attainable at every level that you're at. Everybody can improve upon where they're at, but they need to understand what health is and how to get where they need to go. Yeah, and and um, in in that connection, um, I I, I want to ask also from you on how what what you're doing now. Whenever someone comes to you, like you know, or calls you, like scared about okay, uh, how are we going to protect ourselves from this situation? Or I'm sure you get phone calls. Now, could Dr. Nipute, you know, my mother is like this, my mother's like, and they said, you know, so how how do you help them? That's a great question. And, and here's what I learned a long time ago. The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself and you ask other people. A lot of times what I'll do, Grace, when somebody calls or comes in and they're in scared or they're in fear is I'll ask them a question. What are you afraid of? 
And then I'll get the answer and they'll tell me an answer. And then I'll say, well, what if this, what if, what if you realize, so they have fear and how do we counterbalance fear? We have to give them faith and facts. Well, how do I do that? So if someone says, doc, I'm scared of COVID-19. I said, listen, I totally understand how you feel. We've had lots of other people that have felt the same thing, but what they found is if their immune system is working like it's supposed to, then guess what? You don't have a risk factor. Why don't we go ahead and run a couple simple blood tests today to make sure your immune system is working like it's supposed to, to see where you're at. And if it's not where it's supposed to be, we can do X, Y, and Z to get it to where it's supposed to. You know, things like that really go a long way because, and, and that's, here's the, here's the sad reality too. Most physicians, and I'm just going to tell you this because I've, I can't tell you how many tens of thousands of doctors I've consulted with over the last 12 months. It's been unbelievable. But most doctors aren't trained on how to improve the immune system function or how to help people naturally treat problems. I mean, listen, you got to think about this simple fact. And this is a simple fact that you can fact check me on that, that is right. Your immune system, your immune system has a better chance of surviving COVID-19 without a vaccine than your body does fighting a flu with a vaccine. Think about that for a moment. I mean, there's so many facts that are out there that once people see them, they go, wait a minute, really? Because fear is false evidence appearing real. Most of it's not, you're making stuff up in your head. And then, you know, because what, what do they say? We, we think some 60 or 70,000 thoughts a day and 80 plus percent of them are negative, right? We're always worrying about the worst situation, the worst possible scenario, when the reality of it is, is that the majority of the time, we never have that worst case outcome, right? But yet our stinking thinking causes that. So I have most of my people, I give them what I call a checkup from the neck up. I got to make sure that everything between their ears is wired like it's supposed to, because the power of belief and the power of understanding is so just, it's just, it is the paramount thing to get. It's like, I'm sure you've heard, I mean, your viewers have heard of the, the placebo effect, right? Well, most people have never heard of something called the nocebo effect, which is the exact opposite of the placebo. If you think it's going to work, then it's going to. If you think it's not going to, then it's not going to. And there is a lot of power in auto-suggestion, which is what people deal with every day. They worry themselves sick. So I like to ask quality questions. You know, why do you feel this way? Why do you think this way? And then once, I, once I'm able to, what I call counter punch, whenever they give me their statement of what they're afraid of, and I go, yeah, but did you know this? Did you know that? And if I can give them more faith and facts, guess what happens to their fear? It goes way down. And within a matter of about three minutes, most people go, oh, I'm so glad to have this conversation with you. I'm ready to put myself at ease, which is the Greek word for balance, right? Homeostasis. And then we run some tests. I always say, Grace, I always say we don't, you know, physiology doesn't lie. We we test, we don't guess. So in my practices, I measure brain activity to make sure that the sympathetic and parasympathetic is balanced. I, bre I measure structure because just like a car, if your car is out of alignment, that's going to cause a problem with the vehicle. The human body is the same way. And I measure chemistry. I, you can look at blood or urine or saliva with all my patients to see what their chemistry is like. And if you break down all sickness and disease and go to the physiological causes of it, I don't care what disease you call it. You can call it whatever you want, but if you can go after the physiological imbalances and help correct those, guess what happens? That person becomes healthier and those symptoms go away. So it's just such an empowering thing really to be in a position like you and I are in to help really change the mindset of our community.
because I'll tell you right now, since, since, you know, the last year, since COVID hit in America, we've had over a million people subscribe to our, to our understanding at wellness warrior. They've, they've downloaded our protocols. They've downloaded our stuff and their lives are changed forever. So it's a blessing. I'm glad you shared that because I know you also did a big project or a, a big mission when you started to distribute vitamin D. So, um, well, you can tell tell the audience about that and maybe um, proceed to information on what else can they take if it's just because, you know, it's really people think that we could just uh, it's it's incurable or it's you know they're just so crazy or they just so fearful that if they just listen that they'll always end up in a situation that they'll die so tell us about the vitamin d the zinc and you know which i know you are very familiar yes well first of all let me apologize if you hear any background noise yeah. because in my office there's some construction going on on rooms way down, and I had no idea it was going to be this loud. So guess what? It just is what it is, and we'll deal with it. So what happened was this was, first of all, you know, there's a 150-year-old viral homeopathic remedy using zinc and vitamin D and other nutrients that has been extremely successful that I've used in my practice uh, for over 20 years. Listen, remember, I also have my doctorate in natural medicine. So, you know, I've got 2,600 hours of nutritional training. We know how to handle virus symptoms. We know how to take care of that stuff. And when COVID-19 hit, um, we knew Journal of Pathogen 2006, Journal of Pathogen 2010 said, hey, taking enough zinc blocks viruses from regenerating. We knew about the studies because I'm studying all the time. We knew, we knew that there was a study that was done in Massachusetts in 1998 that was a four-year study that looked at over 70,000 nursing home people. And if their zinc levels were adequate, they had a 50% less chance of getting respiratory disease and a 40% less chance of dying. So we knew that zinc was a big deal. Well, and then when the studies started coming out showing like Journal of uh, uh, Nature magazine showed nine out of 10 people that died of COVID had low vitamin D. Uh, Journal of, of uh, Nature magazine in April showed that if you had adequate levels of D in your system, uh, and I'm talking about D3, not D2, that you had a 77% less chance of contracting the virus in the first place. So if if vitamin D, which any any natural doctor should know this. Vitamin D3 is an ACE2 receptor blocker. It blocks that spike protein from attaching to the cell in the first place. So we want to do everything we can to block that. And while we knew that 50% of Americans had a vitamin D deficiency and 80% of black African Americans had a vitamin D deficiency and 70% of brown skin, Hispanic or Latino people had vitamin D deficiencies. Why would we not give out vitamin D and zinc? So uh, Boris Johnson, the uh, prime minister of, of England, uh, made an announcement that they were going to give away 2.5 million dosages of D3. Now, they're only giving away 400 international units a day, which is not going to do anything, um, nothing at all. It's a waste of money and time. So I contacted uh, a lot of the politicians that we know. I'm very connected with politicians here in the United States. And I said, let's get some of this money and subsidize it for vitamin D and zinc. Well, they wouldn't do it. So I said, fine. I prayed on it. I talked to my my wife about it. She says, you're crazy. But if you have the responsibility to do it, Eric, like you said, do it. So we gave away, we gave away 1 million bottles 
of D3 and 1 million bottles of zinc. And we did that in less than a month here in the United States. We had so many people that wanted to, wanted the help that we were giving them. So we ended up making it 2 million bottles of D3 and 2 million bottles of zinc that were given away. And what I want to do is I wanted to give people a solution. You know, I don't want to just tell them what they should do. I want to give them something they can do. So we gave them vitamin D3. We gave them zinc. We also put together a 12 video series. It's 12 videos that I did called my Transformational 90 program because we know that the lower your pH is, the more acidic you are, the higher risk you have of, of uh, increased infection and severity of the disease of COVID-19. And by the way, that's common sense. I mean, but most doctors don't know that. So we put together a video series, to tell people de-stress, tell people to eat well, to move well, to think well, to get their alkalinity right, to really truly help them get healthier. Um, and then I also had a one page sheet uh, that we put together that was our antiviral uh, cold flu and virus protocol, what people can take to prevent and what people can take to treat symptoms of a virus. And we've had over a million people subscribe to this, download this and do it. And I can't tell you, we have tens of thousands of testimonials of people that said, I did this and I'm the only person at my work that didn't get sick. I did your protocol and out of seven family members, I'm the only one that didn't get sick. Or Dr. Naputi, we shared your protocols with our physician. Now they're using it in their practices. I mean, it works and it's common sense approach to stopping viruses from attaching to the cells, stopping viruses from multiplying, keeping that viral load low. We use vitamin C, we use probiotics, all these other things that are common sense approaches. But you got to understand common sense isn't that common, especially in the healthcare field, right? And most doctors, and no offense to anybody, but it's a lack of knowledge. And without knowledge, my people will perish. It says it in the Bible. And so my thing was, I have the knowledge, but but I can I want to give that knowledge to people, but I also want to give them wisdom. Wisdom is taking that knowledge in and applying it to their life. I can give you that video series. I can give you that, that uh, one sheet printout of what you should do, but I want to give you some supplements as well. I mean, this is normally like $600 worth of stuff that we normally sell on our sites all day long. And I was giving it to people, and I still am, for shipping and handling because the only thing I can't control is the cost of the post office. But I can give everybody everything else. And it's just been such a blessing. And I got to be honest with you, I was extremely nervous about it at first because who does that? Who does that? I mean, who does that stuff, you know? I mean, that, you got to understand that cost me a lot of money to do that. But again, it goes back to that value of, it's like my mom said, you got the ability to do it, son. So you've got the responsibility to do it. And if I don't do it, who's going to? And if not now, when? So now the world knows the benefits of D3 and Zinc. And I can go in extreme detail with that. But every man, woman, and child should be taking D and Zinc every day. Every day. Zinc is the number one mineral deficiency on the planet. And vitamin D, I don't know any. I mean, almost everybody's deficient in vitamin D. So, yeah. And it's such a common sense approach. That is so effective. And still to this day, Grace, still to this day, and I've asked, I mean, I've got PhDs that work for us, geneticists that work for us. I mean, I've got some of the brightest minds that I've done interviews with and Zooms with. And I said, can anybody show me any medication, any type of preventative, even if it's a mask or social distancing, that shows that same benefit that vitamin D does at preventing the virus? And there's nothing out there. And what really upset me was, if this is such a common sense approach and all the research and data supports this, why in the heck aren't more people talking about this? That's a scary problem.
And then it goes back to me thinking about, you know, there's a picture on the wall of Albert Einstein right next to me. You can't see it, but I enjoy his mind. And one of the things that he says that I just loved is the fact that, you know, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to always get what you've always gotten. And the definition of insanity is, is doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. And that's what we've been doing in, in, in our world for a long time, but especially the last really 12 to 14 months. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is, how's that working out for us? And the answer is not good. And if we, if we allow the people that, that got us in this position to try to lead us out of it, that's a definition of insanity. I think you you provide us a lot of education and information, and we're grateful for that. And yes, you're right. Um, what you did is you you walk your talk, as they always say, okay? And you put your foot, you know, you, you just did what, you know, instead of just talking about it, you step up. And I put my money that. where my mouth is, right. is what yes. I did. Yes. <laughs> but the thing, but, so maybe from here, um, I partly I was not surprised that they don't say anything about these things because it's always like it's always about um, how do you say it like follow the money yeah okay and it was really when I was still a young teenager in the Philippines when I learned about um, in IMF um, multinational corporations and yeah. then pharmaceuticals you know so. When I learned more about that, knowing that it's only, a, first of all, I didn't even think about the side effects yet, all a lot of pharmaceutical products, but just the cost of it. And yet they are not, um, not accessible for ordinary people. That's already like crazy, right? And also when they take advantage so much of indigenous traditions doing all the research, and then after that, they bring it to, the you know, first world countries and then they claim that so it's always like taking and it's like for me it's like um stealing the knowledge from indigenous people or yeah. sorry but it's like sometimes it's like rape of indigenous people doing this so how about tell us a little bit about the history of the you know the tra traditional western medical system that goes back to the rockefellers Oh yeah, I would love to speak about that. You know what what you what you mentioned right there is such a powerful thing and I want everybody to hear this because what you said is so powerful. You know the 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 ancient arts or the the cultures that have been passed down from generation to generation from different cultures around the world for their healing, the fact that that gets dismissed, I mean you know, there, there, there were cultures that were surviving pretty darn well before medicine came around. In fact, way better than before medicine came around. And people forget the fact that things like, you know, they say, well, why don't I hear about zinc in the news or vitamin D in the news? It's because it's not patentable because you can't make trillions of dollars off it. Trust me, I sell vitamins. You can't make much money off of it. You can help a lot of people, but, but you got to understand, like you said, grace, follow the money. And what people don't understand, let me tell you a little story about Western medicine. Because I'm a big, big history buff. And, and it, yeah, and if we don't know our history, we're doomed to repeat it. So people don't realize this, but back in the early 1800s, there were three, three types of, well, there were multiple types of primary care providers. There were 
medical doctors, osteopathic doctors, napropathy doctors, homeopaths, acupuncturists, uh, chiropractors. I mean, and everybody was on the same the same slate. Everybody's on the same slate. And you as the consumer got to choose who you wanted to see, where you wanted to go. There was no health insurance at the time. So everything was just fair market value price. Everything was affordable and people would get better. And so what happened was these two guys, one guy named John D. Rockefeller and the other guy named Andrew Carnegie, people probably have heard of these folks before. They're titans of industry, right? But most people don't realize they started the first pharmaceutical company. And what they did was they hired a guy by the name of Flexner, Dr. John, or Mr. John Flexner. And what they did was they said, listen, we're going to start selling these drugs. We need somebody to sell them for us. We need somebody to push our products out there. And you got to remember at those times, those products were nothing more than cocaine, opium, and and really other drugs like heroin. That was what they used in the 1800s. I mean, they couldn't get rid of problems, but they could get you so stoned on drugs that you wouldn't care and get you addicted. So Rockefeller and Carnegie hired this guy named Flexner. And Flexner went to the major um, healthcare providers and said, hey, we want you to join our ranks. So Flexner went to the American Medical Association and said, listen, doctors, we want to give you all this money. We want to build these amazing hospitals. We want to do all this marketing for you. We're going to make you the, the cream of the crop. We're going to make it so that it's God, it's, it's doctors, God, and everybody else. But you have to sell our drugs. And so the medical establishment said, cool, we're in. We'll totally sell our souls. We'll, we'll pimp out your drugs. No problem. That's how medicine really got their, their big catapult. Then what happened was Flexner then went to the doctors of osteopathic medicine. Remember, osteopathic doctors practice some medicine where they would prescribe some drugs, some herbs. They would also learn how to adjust the spine. They were kind of a combination between chiropractors and medical doctors, at least at the time. Now there's no, you don't really can't tell the difference between a, a medical doctor and a DO. You just can't tell the difference. So Flexner went to that group and said, Hey, the medical doctors joined our ranks. We'll give you the same deal. We'll give you a higher status in society. We'll build you great hospitals. We'll make sure you have great jobs. We'll make sure you have a great union, all this stuff. But you got to sell our drugs. And if you don't do it, we're going to come after you and we're going to squash your business. We're going to put you out. And so so at the time, the head of the uh, uh, osteopathic department's guy's name was uh, Andrew Still. He said, OK, we're going to join the ranks. Then they went to this guy named Didi and BJ Palmer. And these guys were the founders of chiropractic. And they said, hey, chiropractors, we want you to do the same things as the MDs and the DOs, and you need to sell our drugs. And the Palmer said, pardon my French grace, but they said, up yours, we ain't doing that. That's not how we roll. And so what happened was that's when the American Medical Association started the commission on quackery. You ever heard that term quack? Mm -hmm. It started from that. They said, well, if you're not going to join us, we're going to call you quacks and we're going to ruin your reputation. And we're going to tell everybody you're charlatans and you're not real. And, and by the way, that, that's, what, that's what got read in the mainstream before until recently. That's where acupuncturists were gone. Herbalists were gone. Naturopaths were gone. Napropathy doctors all gone, all taken out by the AMA, all on the committee of quackery, which, by the way, in 1970 lost a lawsuit called the Wilkes suit, which no longer legally doctors can't call other doctors quacks or charlatans or anything anymore. It's against the law to do that. But that's where that whole idea came from. And so people don't realize that they're being marketed to all the time. 
and there's no money. If 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 right now, if if I if I were to give you the cure for cancer or the cure for heart disease, that would absolutely completely crash the economy, at least in the United States and most Western uh, driven countries would completely cr- cr- totally crash their economy because sickness care. Grace, sickness care is the leading it's the leading driver of all economies more than energy, more than more than tech, more than anything. It's sick care, not health care, sick care. So I made a decision a long time ago that I wanted to gather as much knowledge as I could. I've got medical doctors and DOs and chiropractors and all that stuff that work in my offices. But we all work together to find the cause of the problem and don't just chase the symptoms and don't just chase the money. And that's the thing that a lot of people really, first of all, they love it. At first, they're a little bit confused by it because they've never seen anybody go after the cause and get them symptoms so easily. But that's really our history, Grace. And if we don't know it, we're doomed to repeat that. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. And it's important for us to share, for people to hear that history, because I always think that if it's already based on that, why would as consumers, we can't put all the trust on the system that's based on already profit or yeah. and, 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 and lies or misinformation and disinformation. So, you know, with that in my head growing up, so that empowered me. Yeah. That empowered me to go back to the common sense health, which you and I have experienced from our families as, you know, like, just what do they call it? Like um, wives tales or in my, in my country, they call it like uh, superstitious beliefs, you know? And so those are the, like, why? So people have to start answering, don't, don't believe so much. Just open to other conversations like us because in the, not in the mainstream media, you wouldn't hear it because it won't make money and, also, there's already powers to be controlling it because it's all about what they can do. So when when I heard about oh getting a sicker and sicker and sicker, I said, of course, why not? Because it has to be all money. Okay, so I said, oh, okay, maybe it might benefit me because I will help more people sick. But that's not where our our my mission as a holistic nurse and doing wellness is. That's not what inspires me, especially nowadays. What inspires me is to wake up and add value. So um, thank you for sharing that. And we could even share a little bit of our common sense health, you know, because we'll think about the, the, the symptoms that they say it's related. And it's even interesting. You and I know that in the symptoms, there are different coding. And the more coding, the more money, all these different things. So we can, we can help perhaps share our common sense of practices, like especially from you, with your family, with your clients, so that the sure. viewers will have something to to do at home or to practice or even encourage them because I'm sure they're doing something. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are always doing something. It's never, it's not always the right thing, but they're always trying to do something. So, you know, let me, let me touch on something before I get into symptoms, because I think it's important to have a, a foundation of this. You know, you, you made mention before, and let's just, let's just say this. You said you go to these talks and somebody always likes to give out facts and figures. Well, here's the state of our healthcare system right now. In America, we spend more money 
We spend more money than the top 100 industrialized countries combined. So there's America at the top, and then there's the 99 other countries below us. We spend more money than all of those below us combined. With that type of spending that we do, Grace, shouldn't we have the, the healthiest community, You know, the best access, the least amount of stress? And no, no. If you look at the top 100 industrialized, we rank in the bottom half. I mean, we rank in the very bottom half. How? Why is that? That's because we're putting money, almost $4 trillion a year. Now, now this year, $6 trillion a year into a system that's not healthy nor care. That really is only treating your symptoms and not the cause of the problem. But the, the, the issue, one of the main issues is this, is the past 100 years, we've been trained, we've been indoctrinated by marketing and propaganda. That these hospitals with the ivory towers and the doctors with the white coats and the stethoscopes, they have been... They have been elevated to a higher class in our in our cultural system, if you will. And so what happens is people are scared to question that system. And the reason why is because of their own limiting beliefs. Because Grace, let's just think about this. If everything that you if everything that you knew in life to be true, you found out was wrong in one day or in one minute, your mind couldn't handle that. So when, when people start questioning their healthcare system and questioning what they've been told their whole life to be wrong, and they find out it is, like, for example, number one cause of death in, in, in America. If you, if, you, if you ask anybody what's the number one cause of death, they're going to say heart disease, 650,000 people a year die from heart disease. Then they're going to say number two is, is cancer, 550,000 Americans die from cancer year. If you look at Gary Knoll's work, MD, PhD, Death by Medicine, they found that 900,000 people plus a year die from iatrogenic cause, which is death from medicine, properly prescribed drugs, hospital errors, all this stuff. Now, the CDC admits that it's the third leading cause of death, but it's really number one. And if it's really, truly the number one cause of death out there, and that's the case, and it is, then what else have you learned that's not true? And that's not everybody wants to go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So, and that then turns into symptoms. Like, and that's the reason why most people go to a doctor or a nurse or healthcare provider in the first place. It's all about symptoms. Well, symptoms are, you know, headaches, back pain, neck pain, upset stomach, diarrhea, fatigue, depression, anxiety, whatever. Those are symptoms. And diseases are nothing more than just a specific group of symptoms together, like diabetes and heart disease and cancer. You know, that's all that it is. It's a physiological change, usually adaptive physiology, adapting to stress. So, what I tell my patients and they go, that makes sense, is that symptoms are nothing more than your check engine light going off in your car. And you really have two choices. Choice number one, you can do what most people do and that's take a piece of tape or a picture of their kids and put it over that check engine light, right? Or you can get really serious and go to somebody who knows how to examine that vehicle or examine your body in this analogy and find the true cause. Because if all you do is put a piece of tape over it, like taking an opioid for pain, or putting a picture of your kids over it, like taking a heartburn medication for heartburn and not fix the cause, your body, just like your car, is going to still blow up sooner than later. So why would you not go look for the cause? And there's only two reasons. Number one, because you've been so feared, you've been so feared, false evidence appearing real, into thinking that I have to do the medical approach or else I'm going to die. Or you're ignorant. And ignorance is different than stupidity. Like I'm ignorant. I don't know how to fly an airplane, but if somebody taught me, I could learn. Most people have no idea what health really is. They think health is just the absence of symptoms and it's not. Health is functioning 
functioning, functioning and being at balance, being at homeostasis, which is at ease. But most people have no idea if they are or they aren't because their healthcare providers aren't testing them for this. When's the last time, Grace, I'm going to ask any of your, your people that are watching, when's the last time that you've been to a healthcare provider and they looked at your structure and your alignment? When's the last time you went to a healthcare provider, they looked at your brain activity? When's the last time you went to a healthcare provider, they looked at your vitamins, minerals, nutrients, hormones, how you're digesting, absorbing. If they've, if they've never done any of that, how can they possibly ever help you get healthy? And the answer is they can't. Because if all they're doing is once or twice a year checking your blood for high cholesterol and sugars, they're just looking to prescribe medications to you. And if all they're doing when you get diagnosed with kidney disease or heart disease or cancer or whatever is saying, here, take these drugs, they're not helping you find the physiological imbalance that caused it in the first place. And you're never going to get off that wheel of sickness and disease. You're going to be on it until the day that you die. Unless, unless you surround yourself with people that think differently and act differently and have a common sense approach to health and wellness. That's when we can change the world. And that's what we want more and need now more than ever. And I'm going to tell you, People across the world are hungry. They are starving for this information. Because again, without knowledge, my people will perish. And some 900,000 people a year are dying because of lack of knowledge for this stuff. And again, you look at heart disease and cancer. In the 1980s, the United States government spent tons of money and tons of time to find that heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and stroke, the top four quote-unquote killers of, of men and women at the time, was all caused by at least 86% of it was lifestyle and diet related. But yet, why are we not having conversations about that? In fact, we're doing things in our economy and doing things in our society, pushing us away from what we need to do to fix the problem, like getting rid of physical education, getting rid of teaching people what, what health is, subsidizing foods that are bad for you instead of foods that are good, subsidizing drugs and not nutrients. We're doing everything exactly 180 from what we should be. And that's why we're getting those results of sickness and disease. And it's common sense when people look at it, but most people never get to hear this stuff, especially from healthcare providers like you and I. Yeah. Yeah. You shared a lot and that people have to really uh, contemplate. And I, I agree so much on you know everything and one thing that i want our the viewers to know is when you welcome or when you in your heart intuitively you know you're ready to really seek the truth all the other things come to you okay that's my experience and i'm sure that's eric's experience and all those who are um wellness warriors you know you we just welcome one and things came and came in you know because um, Eric didn't, didn't, I don't think you, you know, you, you should even hear his story of how he really started when he decided he has to make more, more centers, more, because from out of his dream, you know, that he did that. So everyone, you all have that intuitive power and intelligence and in, in mindfulness practice, ignorance would even mean ignoring things, yes. ignoring your truth. So that's really the real meaning of ignorance. And more than ever, I'm so happy that I have Eric, my, my, um, I came to United States in 1985 when people cannot even talk about nutrition because there was a big fight also on, you can only talk about nutrition if you have that RD or, you know, that 
even doctors, even <laughs> chiropractors cannot speak of that. Okay, and the same thing as that was also the year when um, HIV built a lot of fear among that. Why do you think there was a lot of nurses from other countries coming to United States? Because I think there was not a lot of Americans who want to be nurse is scared mm -hmm. about that HIV. So um, it, that's really crucial. Now, when when you when you said all of that underlying thing, um, I think that because again, it's empowering if people know about that. But that's what we need, and we can connect that to again our connection to 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 the source, our connection to our divinity. Because for me, we're just more than human. We're are really human divine, and you know, so we have that. Yes. And our, speak to us about the power of our body <laughs> well here's the thing that everybody needs to understand and this is the truth our bodies were made are des we're designed to heal i mean they're designed to heal the the body doesn't need any help it just needs no interference and he so here's what i'll tell you grace and this is something i want all your listeners to hear the true cause of all sickness and disease the true cause of all sickness and disease is stress stress that's it but here's the thing. When I say the word stress, people think of different things. Most people think about the emotional aspect of stress, right? You know, my husband, my wife, my kids, my job, money, no money. That's an emotional aspect of stress. And yes, that is so powerful. And you got to learn how to take control of that. And you can. It's not difficult. You totally can. But health is really, and, and when I tell people there's three aspects of stress, there's the emotional component, which is the emotional, spiritual, neurological component. There's the brain and nervous system component, because if your brain and nervous system don't work, there's an issue with that. There's a chemical component. Your body's either toxic or it's deficient. It's real simple. And Grace, you know this. We live in such a toxic environment. Mm -hmm. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, it's almost impossible to avoid toxins. So you have to learn how to detox your body. And then give your body the right nutrients. I mean, nutrition is just that simple. It's either you're deficient or you're toxic. It's just that simple. Don't go any deeper than that. And it's not hard to find that out. And then the last thing is your structure. Just like a car. If a car is out of alignment, that's going to cause a problem. The problem is most people don't ever get a chance to talk about those stresses with their doctor. Most people are used to going into their doctor. They tell them what symptom they've got. And the doctor goes, here's a drug for that symptom. And if they go to their doctor and they say, hey, I look good and I feel good, the doctor goes, get the hell out of here. Don't come back until you got a problem. Well, I want to help my people so that they don't develop problems. You see, it's a common sense approach and people want this. It's And more people are waking up to it now going, wait, I didn't know there was that was out there because they're so used to that system, right? Because they do what their moms and dads and brothers, fathers, teachers, and preachers have taught them to do. So, you know, the the the, the real message is, you, you, the person, you, not the doctor, you have the power to heal. You have the belief to heal. You have the ability to heal, but you got to do the right work. And it's just like it says, if you knock, it'll be answered. It will. Just like you said a minute ago, it's, it's, it's like the, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And what I'll tell you is this, if you're watching this and you're like, man, I really want to get healthy, but I don't know what to do. You need to find health and wellness practitioners that are speaking like, like Grace and I are speaking. You've got to get to the cause of your problem physically, chemically, neurologically, emotionally, spiritually, because that's what health really is. If you look in Dorland's medical dictionary, it even says the definition of health is a balance 
of all your organs, all your cells, all your systems and function, not just the absence of symptoms and disease. But if 99.99% of healthcare providers out there are going after symptoms, no wonder we're so sick. Do you see what I'm saying? Like our actions cannot be different than what we're trying to accomplish if we're trying to accomplish getting people healthy. And one of the things that I want to I want to say as well that I teach a lot of my doctors and I teach this to my patients is think about your symptoms, whatever you've got, fatigue, anxiety, depression, migraines, back pain, bowel problems, whatever your symptom is. And then we got to link it to the cause. Well, is it because you're structurally out of alignment? Your joints aren't moving, which is the number one cause of pain that people have is abnormal biomechanics of their joints. Are you having your pain because maybe there's a chemical imbalance? You're eating too many toxic foods. You're deficient in certain nutrients. I mean, how do you know unless you start asking those questions and testing, how do you know what to do? Is it an emotional component? Listen, you know, in my practices, we see knee pain and back pain so prevalent. And there's a condition called the emotional back. Your people can look it up. There's an emotional component to back pain and knee pain. And if you don't deal with that emotion, you'll never get rid of it. So health health is so much more than just here's the drug and here's a pill. And the world really wants it now more than ever because, because and here's why. You know what 2020 was? 2020 was a blessing in disguise. 2020, think about this. I always tell people 2020 is a year of vision, of clarity, of certainty. I saw with my own eyes, with 2020 vision, the world scared and confused because it didn't know where to turn. It turned towards the people that were treating the symptoms and they didn't know what to do. So then they go, well, wait, if this isn't working, let me look at what these other people are doing. Wait, there's doctors like this Dr. Naputi and all these other doctors that are out there that are actually helping people, getting great results. And their people aren't living in fear. They're not scared. They're not dying. They're not in the hospital. What's going on? I'm in Missouri. It's the show me state. I'll show you how simple it is. You got to make a decision. What is it that you want? And then you got to decide to pursue it relentlessly because you can have health. You can have life and have it abundantly, but you, you got to put in the work. And part of that is finding the right healthcare providers and team. Like here's what I tell people. Everybody should have a good holistic provider. No question as the center of their team to triage. I think everybody should have a good massage therapist, a good acupuncturist, a good nutritionalist, a good chef that can teach them how to cook foods. Doesn't have to be all the time, but this is what they need. They need they need to either have the mindset or someone that can help them with exercise. And they I'd like to have one person that could be the triage for all that. That just so happened to be what I do. So it's not difficult, but you got to start thinking differently because if you don't you're going to go back to what Einstein said. You're insane if you keep thinking you're going to get a different result by not doing or thinking differently. Fantastic advice. And um, it's really important to have that direction and have that mindset that if you want to be that well, then surround yourself. The same thing as with, isn't that also what they teach when it comes to financial success and other kinds of success? You have to, and if you see a person uh, if your provider is healthy, then maybe that's the right provider. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You don't, want to, you don't want to take a stop smoking advice from a doctor that smokes a carton of cigarettes per day, or you don't want to take weight loss advice from a fat doctor, or you don't want to get financial advice from somebody who's broke. I get it. I totally get it. You know, so 
but and that's important. Like your doctors, providers, they need to walk their walk and walk their talk, right? They can't just say it, they have to do it. I don't know if you know this. There was a, a paper written, it's called Dead Doctors Don't Lie. Have you heard of this before? Yes. Yeah. Well, the average medical doctor lives to be 56 years old. Okay. The average wellness provider is in their 80s. 56 to 80. I, I mean, it's to me, it's common sense, but again. Because people are so programmed, right? They're so used to doing things a certain way. Sometimes it takes a traumatic shock, something negative to happen, or for them to hear a good word from a friend, a family, a neighbor, or a podcast like this, where they go, that sounds like something I want to at least check out. And and at the end of the day, this is all consumer driven. We're just here to help the community the best that we can. I know you serve your population the highest you know, caliber you can. I do the best I can with the tools that I've got every day. And just like you, I'm studying more every day because I want to be able to be the place where people can go to get their answers. Just and like then, you. And that's another thing. Once you have, each one has to continue to study, do your own due diligence because study for yourself. Because before I just, I was just a consumer. Yeah. Then I realized, hmm, maybe I sh should go beyond. I step up beyond my consumer thing, especially when my aunt came from the Philippines and visited, and she noticed that every time I get a phone call, you're sharing something and you're telling people what to do with common sense. So I said, oh, so she said, you should make a business card. <laughs> and and when I was in ICU, when talking about the doctors, I tell the doctors, why don't I help you to be healthy so you can right. take care of these patients? Yeah. And some of them would listen, you know, especially they were just interns, residents. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good. That, that was so I didn't. And being in the environment, I thrived in that environment, meaning I didn't. I didn't pull myself out because it's intensive care because I, in my mind, I'm a warrior. Yeah. I'm a peaceful warrior. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. someone has to make a difference in that environment. So talking Amen. about the environment. And I, I was able to silently influence them. And on my days off, they will say, what time are you going to be off? Let's go to the health food store. So let's do this. So, you know, those things. So as I've heard you say it in, and or you said it also here from your mom's advice. Each of one, each of us have given that ability or the talent. And back to the Bible story, it's just like the twelve talents when mm -hmm. they were shared. So use that talent. So I, you know, that's really important message from uh, Doctor Nepute. Now, um, so but tell us, have you ever the last many years have you been well? And if you haven't, what did you do? And anything or? Well, you know what? I practice what I preach. Um, so I, you know, I, I practice the 80, 20 rule. I eat really clean 80% of the time. I do intermittent fasting. I take all my vitamins. I get my blood tested every 90 days. I've done this for the past 15 years. I do a vitamin IV, if not every week, every two weeks. Um, I, I mean, I, I get adjusted at least once a week. I exercise regularly. I practice what I preach. I never get sick ever. Okay. Ever. I haven't been sick in 18, 19 years. If I ever take a day off, it's because I've been doing too many 14, 15 hour days and I need a break. You know, I've been really good about learning how to listen to my body. And when I get worn down, I know it's time to chill out. Like I listen to my body. All symptoms are, is your body telling you like pain is an acronym. P-A-I-N stands for pay attention inside now. That's what it is. So 
So if I ever get, I mean, I do infrared saunas. I mean, all these things to stay healthy because if, if your doctor, if your provider's not healthy, how can they possibly give you health? Because again, it's not just knowledge. We're giving our energy away every day to people. And, and think about this. It's one of the reasons I tell my doctors, they say, well, how come you can get her better, but I can't? I said, because my energy vibrates at a higher level than yours does. It's because I'm more certain and I'm healthier. If you want to help that person, your energy energy has to be above their energy. Someone who's sick, whose energy's down here, can't get healed by someone whose energy's here. You got to be up here, you know? So, so you got to practice what you preach. And so I do. And I've got energy like this all the time. I mean, I could talk with you until for another six hours about all this stuff and no problem. I might have to get up and go to the bathroom, but other than that, I'm good, you know? So it's important to practice what you preach. It's also important if you're going to talk to a healthcare provider to ask them that question. Hey doc, I appreciate your knowledge on this, but uh, tell me a little bit about your health. Because if your doctor's on a whole handful of medication, fat, sick, and nearly dead, you might not want to walk. You might want to run out of that office. I'm just saying. Yeah. And how about your staff? My team practices what we preach too. I mean, the, the the phrase that I always say is you can't sell the Kool-Aid unless you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you know? So my, my team is always on an adjustment protocol. Uh, they get their blood checked every 90 days. We give them, uh, we, we pay them with money, but we also give them free supplements and vitamin IVs and treatment and care because they have to be able to resonate at a high level. I mean, our whole, you have to set an atmosphere and an environment of healthy, thriving, energetic people. I mean, everything in my offices, from the music we listen to, to the lights and the colors and everything in there, it has to be at a high vibrational level because people are coming in sick and sickness is a low vibrational field. And so we have to use every tool we can to raise that up. So it's important to have a healthy team as well. Very important. I love that. I love everything that you said about you and your team and your daily habits. And those are important, truly, truly important because I'm like that too. I'm sensitive. When I go to someone's office, the doctor may, the prime, the main doctor may be holistic, but then if I notice the, the staff a little off, so I said something is kind of missing in this environment. <laughs> yeah. So you really want to be in the whole environment and, uh, you know, and, we, we, yeah, that's right. Just like you, I can talk to you about many things. And so I guess at some point you have to come back again, but I would love to. Let, let's, let's uh, please speak to my audience who might be um, uh, stress caregivers for their parents or partners who have dementia and who have Alzheimer's. And now because the businesses are closed, they, there's no daycare center. And you know, New Jersey was yeah. suddenly boomed with a lot of medical daycare. So, and they, so they're stuck at home and, and a few have passed away because there's no one caring for them. What can we say to them to really help them also with their stress and other things? So that's a great question. And here's one thing I'm gonna rely on with that. My faith is very strong. And I just believe that everybody's test in life is going to be a testimonial. So I hate to hear bad things that happen, but bad things happen. That's what that's that that happens. This too shall pass. And God's not going to give you something that you're not strong enough to deal with. So what I'll tell you is this. It's important that each and every one of you has your own stress relieving outlet. You see, there's something in life called stress. We know that we have stress, but then we have something called de-stress. 
You know, think about it like every, it's like a, it's a balance. Stress pushes you one way. You have to have something that you can push that stress back with, whether it's meditation, whether it's prayer, whether it's exercise, good nutrition, supplementation, acupuncture, all those things that I just mentioned and more help our body push back against the stress of life. And so, you know, I'll also say this to everyone, because I've been through this with a lot of people. Everyone who's going through that know that no number one, that you're not alone in this. There's others that are going through this together. Number two, know that you've done everything you can, the best that you can, the best of your ability, and it's not your fault or your responsibility. But something good is going to come out of this testimonial. It's going to come out of it. Something great's going to come out of it. Just be open for suggestions, be open for knowledge, and follow your heart and know that this too shall pass. And those of you that aren't believers and aren't faith people, now's a really good time to start getting some faith. Because I know people right now across the world that didn't know God before and now do, boy, things are different. It's almost like a switch getting to change with them. And whether you believe it or not, again, I'm just a little country boy from central Illinois, but I live in Missouri now. It's the show me state. And I can show you thousands and thousands of people who decided to make that shift and that change. And now their life is better. So I hope that you'll find some grace out of this stress because I know it's there, but you just have to look for it. And with that, I want even to ask you, did you ever have that moment where you were fearful <laughs> of what's happening now? Well, not now. Not about what's happening now. Not about this virus. Not about this disease. I lived in, I had fear before. Let me just tell you this. You kind of alluded to this story earlier, and I'm just going to tell you. When I, I lost my fear, when I gained all my faith. So I, I'll summarize this, but, you know, I was driving to my lake house one night and this was when, you know, this is over a decade ago. I had one great practice. I'm working three, four days a week. I meet my family down at the lake every weekend, wake up, go fishing, jet skiing. It was great. It was great. Easy life. So good. Making a ton of money, helping a lot of people. So easy. Well, I had this stirring in me as I'm going down there. And when I went to bed that night, I had a dream that I died and went to heaven. It wasn't a dream. To me, it was real. And and there I am. I'm at the pearly gates and there's Jesus and there's St. Peter. And they said, well, that good and faithful servant, you're in. You did all the things we asked you to do. But I want to show you something. And they turned me around. Grace, and I remember this like it was yesterday. And they said, look, look at all those people. And I saw a sea of millions and millions and millions of people. And Jesus said to me, he said, Eric, we gave you a gift to help change the lives of those people and make their lives more positive. But you squandered it because you wanted to go to the lake every weekend. And I woke up in a cold sweat and I realized at that moment that it was my job, my responsibility to help educate, inspire and motivate and empower as many people on this planet as I could. And I've been doing that ever since. And God told me said, Eric, don't you have any fear? I'll take that all away from you, but you better have faith. And he said in his book, faith the size the grain of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Well, my faith is the size of a mountain. So I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> it's just that simple for me. And and when when I'll tell you another thing, and this is when I knew that God had everything under control for me. It was It was April the 11th or April the 10th of 2020. I was doing a Facebook Live. There's 11,000 people on this Facebook Live with me, and they were asking about, what do you do because of this virus? And I said, listen, all these people were asking about hydroxychloroquine. 
I said, you don't need hydroxychloroquine. If you want to get it, get it, but you don't need it. Hydroxychloroquine was derived from quinine. Quinine comes from the chicona bark of a chicona tree and we can get the bark and make tea out of it. Or you can get it out of Schweppes tonic water. I said, you don't need it. And the next day, I'm not kidding you, in the United States, over over 20 million people watched that video. I talked about zinc and, and tonic water. Later on that week, 50 million people watched it before it was pulled off the internet. 100 million people have watched that video since. And during that week, tonic water sold out across the country. That next week, I got a letter from the FTC, uh, the, C the FTC, the Missouri Board of Health and Healing, and the uh, Attorney General saying, cease and desist. You can't talk about nutrition anymore. Well, I called my attorney, who's also a God-fearing man, who's also a retired doctor as well. And he said, Eric, we can beat this. Do you have the data that supports what you said? I said, totally, I do. I gave him all the information on quinine, all the information on zinc. And I said, oh, by the way, here's a bunch of information on vitamin D because I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow. And God said, Eric, don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. All you got to do is tell the truth. And I that literally later on that week, I got letters from all of them saying, okay, you're good. You got nothing to worry about. Keep saying what you're saying. Because if you know your truth, if you speak it with certainty, and you can back it up with what you're with 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 wisdom and knowledge and research. You have nothing to fear, and God's put all that stuff into my life over the years to have it. I've always wondered, God, why you keep me up till three in the morning studying about zinc? What do I need to know about zinc? Well, I know everything there is to know about it. I know that zinc is almost identical to ivermectin. They're both uh, they're both uh, GABA uh, they're both GABA uh, agonist uh, uh, cell blockers, and and and. And I, it's just interesting. So my fear, I don't have any anymore. And I'm just, you know, a warrior doesn't have fear. They just don't. I mean, that when the, the Battle of Thermopylae, when 300 Spartans fought against 30,000 or 300,000 barbarians and they won, you think they were in fear? No. They had faith in their abilities and they had facts and wisdom and they applied it to their life. And that's just who I am. Amen. <laughs> to thee, O oh Lord, be the glory. But Amen. That, that, that's that's how I feel. I, that's how I feel. I, I may have that butterflies in my stomach sometimes or in my you know heart. But then not, nothing you know. In fact, this is like a fertile ground. Everything happening is a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I thank you again so much. And I want to end with a quantum affirmation that I always share with my people. And this affirmation, I encourage them because the words are power and, you know, it's up to us to use them. And um, I encourage people to read this loud. I'm going to print this also together with this Eric's information and say it three times in the morning, three times at noon, three times in the evening, and three times in the evening, the power of base 12. Mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about enough of frequencies maybe that's right. for the next sure. next uh, live stream we'll talk about the 5g and what we can do with that yeah so i will say it and it says positively possible oh by the way eric i what i do is i shuffle this and i have many cards and i shuffle it and what can i share with eric uh, and yeah. the audience so yeah. this is this is not just something i pulled okay, okay. <laughs> this is positively possible i choose to think positive thoughts 
and reject negative ones. My very being responds to every positive thought I think and every uplifting word I speak. My positive attitude inspires others also to look on the bright side of situations, rejecting the negative. I choose to think positive thoughts. I reject negative ones. My very being responds to every positive thought I think and every uplifting word I speak. My positive attitude inspires others also to look on the bright side of situations, rejecting the negative ones. I choose to think positive thoughts and reject negative ones. My very being responds to every positive thought I think and every uplifting word I speak. My positive attitude inspires others also to look on the bright side of situations, rejecting the negative. So thank you also for our viewers from all different countries, United States, and of course from the Philippines as well. And I'm sure other, other people from UK will be you know, listening to this and thank you. And I hope you, you to all of you, please, um, that's why Eric's doing, a, he's a busy man, as I said, and but he finds time to share because it's also beyond our, our healthcare mission. It's beyond that, okay, because we are part of God's creation. And so um, my web website, www.quantumnurse.life, and also just follow Quantum Nurse podcast and everything else. And for Eric, it's it's right there. It's ericnipute.com. And trust me, you'll learn a lot. You'll be inspired. And my environment is I listen to this beautiful conversations almost 20 no, I sleep also. I sleep <laughs> 24. <laughs> but even when I'm sleeping, I'm I'm putting food in my subconscious because with a dream that what happened to Eric and he said you know he's real, we go into a different plane and different dimension when we're sleeping. So even the sleep, we feed ourselves with not right nutrition and prayer. So thank you for all our audience and thank you for sharing with us. Do don't hesitate to ask questions and for whatever means necessary that you want to reach out to Eric and I, please has, don't hesitate. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day too. And my in my language, I say Mabalos. Mabalos. I love that. Thank mm -hmm. you.